Good evening, and welcome to Cinema Death Cult. I am your host, Adam Bulger. Back again in your ears. I'm here tonight to talk to you about uh, Fresh. Uh, it's a movie that came out in 2022. It stars uh, Sebastian Stan and uh, Daisy Edgar Dash Jones. I'm reading from the Wikipedia page. On my last uh, podcast, uh, in the comment, you know, like the description, because I've been told like I should write more. <laughs> I was told to. Uh, somebody told me that I should write more because it's like the descriptions are um, uh, shows up more on SEO, <laughs> so it has to be over two hundred fifty words. And really, I'm like, well, everything I can say everything in like six words, man. Come on. <laughs> So, so if you read any of the descriptions of any of my um, podcasts, please, I want you to know that's a joke. I'm writing so much more than I have to, than I feel like I have to. Like if if, if I was conveying like a real message, like a sincere message, without the um, detritus, I suppose, and the dross of, uh, you know... uh, that holds back modern communication everywhere. Like, if I didn't have to, like, you know, SEO it, <laughs> I'd have, like, six words up there. But I have to, evidently. And so it has to be 250 words. So I say uh, six words worth of meaning in 250 words. And um, that's always going to be the joke. That's always what I'm fucking doing. All right? So if you're listening to this now, uh, you're in on the fucking joke. Oh yeah, yeah, so we're talking about fresh anyway. So it's a new movie on uh, on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not Netflix. The other one. It's on Hulu, and that's what's interesting about it, and that's why I laughed so hard. I probably woke up the whole fucking house. Um, yeah, so Hulu. It's always been kind of like the uh, wannabe Netflix, and Netflix sucks. So it's like you want to be something that sucks. It's very interesting. Um, but it's always been like the, the, the second runner to Netflix and they kind of have this like, I, like, I, I, I don't know everything about Hulu, but from what I've experienced of it as an end user, it seemed to become like, um, you know, this thing where in you can access, uh, live television without, you know, subscribing to cable. And the only reason I know that is my wife has been, I has a, had a Hulu subscription that I haven't really watched for whatever reason. I've been paying a lot of money for this for a long time. I've I've given Hulu. It's funny. It's funny. Like like this. I just realized this as I'm saying this. So uh, while I'm being so dismissive of Hulu um, as like a website and a cultural force or whatever, I probably give it. I've probably given them over a thousand dollars. You know. Well over a thousand dollars. Let me think. So because because my wife signed up for like the um, Hulu, you can watch live TV subscription, which I think is like legitimately seventy bucks a month or something like that. And because uh, I just had a Hulu subscription when it was cheap, and it was six dollars or whatever a month. It was like a vanishing amount of money, and my wife was like, "Oh, we can watch live TV." So she like. You know, got that. You know, I don't begrudge her, but you know the the fact of the matter is, I never watch it because I'm not interested in that. Like, you know, I'm not interested in what's on TV that much. You know, I don't watch TV. 
I just watch uh, other stuff, I guess. Whatever. Whatever his cultural nonsense is. You know, honestly, like, this is going to be another important um, uh, data point or something um, for going forward with Cinema Death Cult. I don't like TV that much. I don't like things that are that long. Even, like, you know, like, things that are good, but, like, longer than three hours. I'm like, I don't know, man. You could have... You could have you you could have pared this down, you know. Like you know, it's like um, you can say, "Oh no, we need you need all this like space, tell the story, long form storytelling." But the truth is, we're human beings. We have limited capacity for uh, memory and communication, uh, and we can mo- get it over pretty quickly, like quicker than you would imagine. Like the fucking Iliad is short, you know. Uh, uh, Beowulf is short, you know, it's like Shakespeare plays run by within, you know, for the most part, you know, they're pretty quick, they go at a good clip, uh, I mean, like, you know, we don't need, we really don't need, like, eight hours of storytelling for most stories, I mean, you talk about, like, you know, like, Chekhov novels and, uh, stuff like that, I mean, like, you know, and speaking of my joke earlier, about, you know, like all my descriptions could be six words, but I have to write 250 words, and so now I'm going to make a comedy out of it. Well, that's fucking David Foster Wallace, like, writ large. In fact, that might even be, like, uh, that's to a a degree uh, almost truthful of, um, uh, 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 fuck, 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 grab his name, but Thomas Pynchon, and that, you know, I'll be so bold as to say that there's uh, some elements of James Joyce that's uh, that's true for, as well. Okay, so I'm ta- supposed to talk about this bullshit fucking movie. Oh yeah, but it's fresh, twenty twenty two film. I'm looking at the um, Wikipedia page. All right, so it's directed by Mimi Cave, directorial debut. Really, should ever did he even do like a short film before us? Uh, she she I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and uh, yeah, so she just has a. I bet, like, she's got to be the daughter of somebody or some, you know, whatever. So it stars uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, who I thought was, like, the daughter, might have been the daughter of, um, the director of, um, you know, um, Shaun of the Dead and, um, Edgar Wright Jones. <laughs> I guess it's a totally different name. All right, so I'm sorry, sorry, Daisy Edgar Jones. You, you're, you're a fairly good actress, and I think if there's ever a movie of, um, if they made a biopic of Elizabeth Brunig, that lady used to write like New York Times editorials, and now she writes The Atlantic, and she's on Twitter a lot. Uh, you know, you should play her in a movie. I don't know how tall you are. She's like short and stuff. Oh, it's Sebastian Stan. That's the other dude. So he's Sebastian Stan's the other star of this movie. Um, he is in those Marvel movies. He plays the uh, Winter Soldier. Um, or Bucky, I don't know, whatever. He's in like the, uh, you know, start off in the, um, Captain America movies, just making sure I'm recording still. And, you know, now he seems to be like the one of, uh, of all these like Marvel stars, he seems to be the one that seems to be branch, trying to branch out with like the least amount of impact. Like I've seen him in at least, um, I've noticed he's been in a bunch of like movies that have been in my periphery. Like he was in, um... Some kind of like uh, sort of comedic, um, some kind of comedic movie, kind of about like a uh, a figure skater, like a failed figure skater. I think it was like his lady. It was like a um, uh, 
on a sitcom, and then she made this movie. And I don't know, I, the the concept of it appealed to me, and like she was an Olympic figure skater, kind of like a Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, no, no, <laughs> Tanya Harding, like a Tanya Harding kind of figure, but you know, comedic. Anyway, anyway. Um, and he was in that movie, and he was in he's in the Pam and Tommy TV show, which is also on Hulu. I got to tell you, I'm gonna tell you people right now, pretty good. It's much better than I uh, you would think. It's about like the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape, and Seth Rogen is in it, and um, uh, the the Parks and Recreation guy, uh, I forget his name. He's a good, pretty, he's a good actor actually. Um, <laughs> Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee, the drummer for Motley Crue, and there's a scene where I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but um, there's a great scene where he like there's a lot of made there's a lot made about his uh, his penis, uh, Tommy Lee's penis. So there's actually a scene where like Tommy Lee's penis gains sentience and starts talking back to him. It's pretty fun, um, and uh, but it, I was laughing at that. But uh, the other thing I was laughing at was. Uh, when Pamela Anderson finds out she's pregnant on that show, uh, it's like a scene of like all the Motley Crew members hugging each other, and um, I got got watched that part a couple times because like the guy, whoever they, they got to play uh, Mick Mars, the guitar player, uh, he was you know uh, short, anatomically correct. <laughs> and I was like, is that the real Mick Mars seeing this movie? Oh, anyway, I haven't talked about the actual fucking movie yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, it's not that good. I guess that's, you know, that's something I should mention. So it's Sebastian Stan is that this asshole. Adam McKay was somehow on the production mix. I don't know. It's not a great movie. It's not good. So it's it's one of these movies where, like, a, a lady gets kidnapped, and then she's, like, in a fucking house, and she has to escape. Right. That's kind of the plot writ large, you know? And there's a lot of movies like this where, like, you know, some... Some man or woman gets kidnapped, and then, you know, you gotta escape. And they suck, because the thing is, like, we've seen this movie enough, and and the premise is too relatable, because we're we've all been, had to wait for stuff, and so, you know, it's like, uh, you're, like, watching a movie, and you're like, okay, this whole movie, I'm waiting for stuff, like, waiting for something. And the one, the one scene that was very effective was when, like, this girl first gets locked up, she actually did a little bit of acting that was very, pretty, pretty good, um... This uh, Daisy Edgar Jones lady. She did, you know, she was like, so she wakes up and she's all shackled uh, in this room. And she's like, what's happening? And she's confused. And then she's like, what's happening? Please let me out. I'm, you know, and then she tries to do like an emotional appeal. It felt like a, like a way, it felt really like the way a real person would respond to the situation. Um, I really liked that. You know, because a lot of times, like, you watch, you know, you watch some stuff, it seems like bullshit. It's like, it reminded me of Marathon Man in that way. Because, like, you watch, uh, the thing that really is great about Dustin Hoffman's performance in Marathon Man, and that torture scene, the famous one, like the, you know, is it safe thing, is that um, Dustin Hoffman, if you watch it, like, point by point, moment by moment, like, her response to this, this situation in in an honest way, like a way a person really fucking would, and uh, she kind of gives does that same thing, and it's kind of thing that I imagine can't be scripted. You know, it must be just the actor. So she's pretty good on that. Um, 
Oh, yeah, but my point was, and this is why the, the whole fucking reason why I do this. So it's about, like, his lady getting, like, kidnapped and put in this fucking house or whatever. And uh, eventually she escapes. It's, you know, it's it's pretty rote in that. But there actually is, there actually is, like, a one interesting concept in this movie. So she is kidnapped by this guy. Sebastian saying kidnapped her because he wants to, um, it's gross. I'm sorry. It's a gross concept. It's a horror movie. But uh, he wants her for her meat. He wants to, like, you know, like, cut her up and stuff and, like, sell her component parts to people. And there's this pretty stupid scene of him, like, packing up, um, you know, what we're supposed to be, like, you know, cut up pieces of people and then, like, sending sending them out to his clients. And um, that, I felt, like was a more interesting premise. That was the most interesting part of the premise, as as horrific and off-putting as that is. That's an, that's a very inter- intriguing premise. Who are these people who are buying fucking these things and why? What are they doing with them and why they prize them in this way? Where uh, are they? They must be very wealthy because they're able to you know pay for this shit. And um, I wanted to see that 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 would have been a better movie for me if you could somehow explore that. But they didn't. Instead, that's like kind of in there and it passes on by and then. Later, you know, you're like, whatever. So it's sort of like, um, I actually really quite like the the Hostel movies. I don't, you know, I guess that Eli Ross movies in general aren't that, like, uh, aren't that great. But the two Hostel movies are pretty fucking terrific, in my opinion. Because, like, you know, you see this thing, you see this premise, like, so these people get kidnapped in Eastern Europe and it's preposterous or whatever, you know, and you could have your reality reasons are not liking it and stuff and you know obviously it's scary and stuff but um gory and off-putting but then like you know then they really he really does a really good job of explaining everybody's motivation of this thing it's like oh yeah there's some sickos some rich sickos that come do some rich sicko shit and then the second one is like oh yeah so here is the um here's the supply chain for these rich sickos <laughs> The second one, which somehow got bootlegged, it was a big failure because it was like you know, everybody watched it on like some shitty bootleg. But the second one's a a great movie, man. Uh, they're both really good, but uh, Hostel One and Hostel Two, um, well, unheralded uh, minor masterpieces. But anyway, so the, my point here and my whole whole um. Yeah, whole driving thing behind this is that, uh, yeah. So there's a movie called Fresh, and you know they were they knew enough to capitalize on the premise to call it Fresh because that's like because the whole thing in the movie is like this guy's trying to like get like fresh pieces of people and sell to other people, whatever. But then it's framed along around this like online dating relatable premise, right? And um. It's so boring. It's so boring. It's like they knew they knew the premise was interesting. They knew like this one element of the premise was interesting, but they didn't. But like the framework that they went with, they didn't know how boring that was. So it's like, or 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 maybe they didn't. Maybe that wasn't like it was like a choice they made. Maybe it was like, okay, so we have this really interesting premise, but we don't have enough money to do this, or people don't believe in this element of the project, or they don't think it's going to be like a good enough movie you know if we like really focus it on this like 
interesting idea. And so we really have to, like, fucking tunnel into this boring-ass fucking uh, critique on, um, what's that called? Tinder? I got on whatever, dating. Because this whole thing, like, it starts off like it's an online dating critique. And then she meets this guy. And she doesn't meet him through online dating, which is not odd. It's not a choice, you know, it's like. Because, you know, at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, all right, it's going to be like a fucking thing about uh, a Tinder horror movie or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, you know, how bad Tinder is, you know. But then they just, like, run away from the whole Tinder thing almost immediately. Uh, I've never been on Tinder. I went on one, like, date from um, meeting somebody on the Internet once ever. It was a lady out on um, Craigslist. I put up a Craigslist ad. No, no. And it's sort of like an exercise in uh, writing some bullshit, you know. And I met up with this lady, and I don't know. Nothing really happened. Um, and, and really nothing happened. We had some drinks, and she went home. We didn't like each other too much. Uh, but my point is that, like, you know, I think it was all, like, Tinder ecosystem I have no fucking idea about. Alright, so that's a... Uh, Alright, uh, I think I should quit while I'm behind now. Alright, so Fresh, it's on Hulu. Not that good. Um, there is like a little bit of a kernel of a good premise, but it's pretty buried among a lot of bullshit. Alright, uh, talk to you guys later. Bye.